I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. You know, home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shake it up. Should do be all my friend that come around. Flats of flats of party up. Rats on the west side. Bed bugs up down. What a mess. This town's a tatter. My brain's just splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? Uh, Jason Locke and Foro join us from the NFL today. Coming up here in about uh, 12 and a half, 13 minutes, roughly. Uh, we'll talk NFL with him. Obviously, uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys still have not finalized the decision on his future after more meetings today. Is it true they met again? And that uh, the reports are tonight that uh, he's getting fired, but it hasn't happened yet? Like the, there's some fake story out there that he's it's going to happen, but nobody really – it hasn't happened. So that's just kind of fake, isn't it? Now the reports are they didn't even meet today, that he went to work, but they didn't meet like they were supposed to. And apparently he hasn't finished exit interviews with all these players. I don't know what's going on there, but the word is that he's out it. eventually. So they're going to let him do exit interviews with all the players and then fire him? Went to work today. <laughs> I mean – what are we doing here? This is exactly so. What are we doing here? What is I, happening? Either is the dude coaching the team or not? You might as well just leave him now. I mean, honestly, it's so embarrassing the way they've handled it. I just don't understand it. Just what is going on? It really is unbelievable. Uh, we'll ask Jason Logan for it. Maybe he has some clarity for us. Final injury reports for Saturday's wild card games, and the Texans believe they'll have uh, JJ Watt at full strength. But they'll be allegedly without Will Fuller, who's always injured. Speaking of injured all the time, J.J. Watt's the same thing, isn't he? He gets injured when the wind blows. For the Pats, Julian Edelman says that he's the healthiest he's been in weeks. He's leading his best life. Will Watt be effective for Houston after the long layoff? We'll talk about that tonight on the bench and all of the wild card games, including... The NFC games on Sunday. Let's not forget that there are uh, games Saturday and Sunday. A lot of uh, last night we talked about uh, Saturday's games. Maybe tonight we give some more attention to the Sunday games. First round of results are in for the NBA All-Star voting. And Giannis and Luka Doncic are the highest vote getters so far. Some kind of... uh, nonsense is going on with Taco Falls. The guy never plays ever, not one minute, ever. And he's like an all-star. Well, no, 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 no. He's, he's they, there, on the, There's a crush. He's, he's on the list, okay, of the top, like, ten guys, uh, front court guys, like, in the East. I shouldn't be allowed. But, but he's still only two guys. Get, he's still, like, 900,000 votes away from anybody that matters. It like, shouldn't even be allowed. It is. If you don't play, he's not even close. If you don't play ball, you do not deserve to be in the All-Star game. I don't care if the fans vote you in. That's nonsense. 
Conor McGregor's trainer believes that Conor, the notorious one, is at his best, also leading his best life. Ahead of the UFC 246 fight with Cowboy Cerrone, his first fight in over a year. We'll also talk to Rick Caro tonight at 10.40 Eastern, our sports business and legal insider. You know, one of the things uh, I think I have in here tonight, uh, Carver High, is the... Did I not give you something about, like, some of the possible, like, possible fights? I do. Some of the... Yeah, it's in the back. So, so Mafia, some of the fights that they're talking about that people want to see are uh, McGregor and Gathji. They've already got him fighting, you know, but a lot of people, I think, would rather see him fight Masvidal or Habib again or Diaz a third time. I mean, I think that's true. Like, I've never heard this Gatchy stuff until now. I would love that fight against Gatchy. I think that makes a lot more sense than Masvidal, who would just destroy him. Khabib, who would just destroy him. Gatchy's a guy who'll swing wild with him, and they'll just be brawling for about three minutes before someone gets a night, you know, the lights put out. What about Masvidal and Colby Covington? How good would that be? That I would have a lot of bad blood in it because they are teammates and hate each other's guts. It's to the point that they like don't Friends let them train. Enemies. Like they won't let them train at the same time. They have to stagger when these two train, so that'd be interesting. Um, how about uh, Nate Diaz and Dustin Poirier? Some people think that Nate Diaz wouldn't get up for that fight. Probably not, and uh, you know, especially because I doubt they'd give him as much money now that Poirier lost, and you know, isn't at the top of those rankings as far as he was. You know, he fought for the title and. Was it Abu Dhabi or whatever it was they had the fight against Khabib? And he got dominated. So he's down a step and might not get the money that Diaz is going to claim that he deserves for any fight. But it'll be a good fight. All right, so uh, there's other fights as well. Uh, one quick one, Nunez and uh, Shevchenko. She's already beat her twice. Why a third? Because they're the best in their division. And they want, you know, they love these mega fights. They love the super fights where they cross division champs. You know, they try to fight and go take other belts. So A, a lot of people think Shevchenko beat her the second time. It was that- a close one. It was close for sure. And Shevchenko's probably the best that she's been. She was, you know, good back then. Now she's better. I still don't think she could beat Nunez. All right, so uh, just so you know, the Wilder Fury fight, uh, the second brawl, is at the MGM Grand Garden Arena on February 22nd. We'll be there for the uh, 20th and 21st doing shows, allegedly. And um, I think that'll be pretty exciting, that fight. I still think that uh, Fury's, uh, you know, he gave him an incredible fight. He he won the fight. There's no doubt he won it points-wise. But, uh, again, Wilder knocked him down twice, and once in the 12th, there's no way you're taking away his belt. So that's that, right? So here's the deal. Uh, I think the second fight, Wilder actually knocks him out this time completely, and it, like he does everybody else. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, one thing I wanted to tell you about is that we have Tennessee scores now, finally, on Indiana uh, with 4.20 left in the game, and it's now 22-15 with the extra point pending. So they could still score a touchdown and win the game with an extra point. Not a two-point conversion, but an extra point would win the game. So uh, Indiana hanging on. They had a 22-9 to lead, and every time they went down, they kicked a field goal in the Gator Bowl and, and couldn't score a touchdown. So we'll see if they win uh, their ninth game of the year, which would be a miracle. They haven't won nine games since I was in college. I don't even think they won nine games. You know, that's the last time they they were good, when Bill Mallory was there in 87. So uh, just so you know, the podcast of the show comes out after the show every night, and then the next day in the morning it comes out again. So you can get the podcast uh, of the show, and people dig it. It's on – 
what, on Twitter, at uh, On The Bench CBS, and on uh, Facebook.com slash Pharrell On The Bench, and on, I think, Radio.com as well, right, on their offerings. Also, uh, for people that uh, get, you know, confused as to why I'm not on a lot, when there's sports play-by-play on, we get preempted in a lot of markets when there's games on, whether it's college basketball, pro hoops, football, baseball, hockey, whatever it is. It's uh, simple. You don't ever have to miss a show. You can hear all four hours several ways. Uh, the Radio.com app, that does it. CBS Sports app does it. SiriusXM app, Channel 206 does it. And Ask Alexa, play CBS Sports Radio. That works as well. So four ways to listen all four hours. You never miss a show. So if you're turning on your station and I'm not on because there's uh, sports play-by-play on, then go to one of those uh, choices. All of them work. And Tennessee just recovered the onside kick. Did it go 10 yards is the question. Did the guy recover the ball before 10 yards is the question. The recovery was definitely past 10. The question is, did they touch it before 10 yards? That would be it. It was a pretty nifty onside kick. So I have to see this to believe it. I got to see it again because here it is. I have to watch this again. So that was one of the best ones I've seen in a while. That's before ten yards. That's gonna be very close. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna give that ball to Indiana. That guy that was right at the ten yard mark, and it was before ten yards. Watch it again now. This will be the better right view. Right here. This is the better view. Well, the guy gets it his way. You can't see it there. You can't tell from that angle. Now you're gonna see it from this angle, but you're not gonna be able to see the yards from this angle. See, this is going to be that, one of those things That's a horrible where angle right there. You if, cannot tell from that angle. And this angle's bad as well. I don't know. I think they may give it to Tennessee. That might be right on the line. Like they may give it to him. They may give it to him. How does Indiana blow that? Honestly, you got to be kidding me. You dominate the whole game and then you let that happen? That's unbelievable. That really is. 855-212-4227. Jason Lockett for us up first. From the NFL today on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS. 4227 is the number to get on the bench. And uh, Jason Lockenfora of the NFL today on CBS joins us now. Happy New Year, Jason. Hope all's well, buddy. What's going on, buddy? Hey, so uh, clear up this uh, from what you know, your sources, your skinny on uh, the situation in Dallas uh, with Garrett. I mean, all my reporting has been that he will not be their head coach anymore, that they didn't come close to expectations, uh, and that there's a chance he could stay in the organization in some capacity, but he, he's not going to be coaching the Cowboys in 2020. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. This has certainly been unusual. Um, they have a very close relationship, and this seemed like a divorce where maybe they had to go through some, you know, couples therapy or whatever before both sides – you know, knew that they had to cut the cord, but I, I can't fathom a scenario where Jason Garrett's back. And uh, I can't fathom this dragging on much beyond, you know, tomorrow because they're going to have to get around to saying their goodbyes and start trying to say hello to a new head coach. Isn't it ridiculous the way it's been handled up till this point, like almost laughable? I mean, it's, it's certainly bizarre. Um, it's, it's unusual. I 
don't know, though, Scotty, that it's cost them anything. You know what I mean? Like Ron Rivera, look, they weren't getting Ron Rivera. I don't think they really wanted Ron Rivera. And so he's off the market. But, you know, when it comes to the kind of guys they're probably looking at, you know, Matt Rule's on the beach in Mexico right now. I don't think Matt Rule wants to start worrying about next year's coaching gig until sometime next week. And if Dallas wants to be a part of that, I can't imagine he won't listen, although the Giants, I think, are, are, are his first choice, um, maybe by some degree, if he can get everything he wants there. You know, I mean, Lincoln Riley, if they're going to get Lincoln Riley, they, they could still go try to get Lincoln Riley. You know, same thing with Urban Meyer. Um, I think Mike Zimmer is a guy who Jerry thinks very highly of. Mike Zimmer might be out of work by Monday. And, you know, so they could they could go get an audience with him, either as a defensive coordinator or possibly a head coach. So I don't think they feel like there's a lot of opportunity cost to them doing it this way. I mean, if they were going to interview Mike McCarthy, you know, if somebody hires him in the next 48 hours, so be it. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, Jerry, Jerry thinks he's got the best job in America, you know, and Jerry thinks everybody we want is probably going to want us. Now, that might not be entirely true, but in their minds and probably also to a large degree in reality – I don't doing it this way is a little bizarre, but I don't think it's cost them anything. Uh, Jason Lagavora with us. Uh, tell me what you think of uh, these Urban Meyer rumors uh, with the Browns. Any validity to that? Um, well, I've been reporting for a while that those Jimmy Haslam and Urban Meyer are way closer than most people um, had any inkling of, and that they're close confidants. And for years, Haslam has had the straight dope on Ohio State players more than any other organization in some cases because of that relationship. And it was clear that Jimmy Haslam wanted to go in a direction that is a 180 from Freddie Kitchens in terms of a disciplinarian sense, in terms of an experience sense, in terms of just a demeanor and personality sense. And Urban Meyer is a 180. Um, and a lot of people are getting caught up, well, well, we haven't formally interviewed him yet. I, I got news for you. If he talks to five or six guys and isn't wild – he can, he can work it out with Urban over, over the phone in an hour. It doesn't have to be an interview. Like, you want me, I want you. Here's your $10 million a year. Come and get it. You know? I mean, Urban's from Ohio. There's, there's a lot of natural connections there. Um, and Urban clearly wants to keep coaching. Um, I don't think that's in doubt. So we'll see. You know, they'll, they'll interview. That's, that's obviously, that's a weird one where, where you keep the GM for, you know, 48 hours and then fire him, too. Um, but... I'm not sure that Jimmy Haslam's going to fall in love with the people who are put in front of him. Um, many of whom, almost all of whom, he could have hired, you know, 11 and a half months ago if he wanted to. Right. So we'll see. Do you believe uh, that uh, Mike McCarthy is going to get one of these jobs? I mean, I think he has a very real possibility. I don't think it's guaranteed. I mean, you could, you could concoct a scenario where the Giants hire Matt Rule. Um, and I do think he's their, their main guy. And then, say, the Browns hire, hire Urban Meyer and, say, the Panthers hire Josh McDaniels, um, then I don't know that there's something out there, you know, for Mike McCarthy. If the Vikings were to then fire Zimmer, he, maybe he would be of interest to them. Um, but I don't know that it's a slam dunk. I can tell you he's a very real candidate in multiple, you know, in multiple places. And he had a nice interview with the Panthers, and, and they think highly of him. Do, do I think all things being equal that he would be their top guy? Probably not. I think that's, you know, Rule or McDaniels pending interviews. Um, 
this is a weird cycle, Scotty. I mean, I, if you if we would have had this conversation Thanksgiving night, I would have put the over under on head coaching openings at eight and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're at half of that. Right. So there's not that many seats at the table. The college guys are super hot. So if one or two of them go, I mean, Washington opened, but it never really opened. They were locked in on Rivera before the season even ended. You know, so we're talking, I mean, the fact that Atlanta didn't open, Jacksonville didn't open, Detroit didn't open. You can go down the list of, of teams that thought about it, didn't do it. Um, that makes it much more difficult. So let me ask you, um, do you, uh, in these wild card games on Saturday and Sunday, uh, what do you think of those games? I love the game we got on CBS. Um, I mean, right. I, really, this, I mean, people have been talking about the end of the Patriots dynasty for like, I don't know, it feels like three or four years at least, right? I mean, this, this, this could be it. Like, this legitimately could be it. This could be it for Tom Brady. This is going to be it for Josh McDaniels, I believe. This is it for Nick Casario. Um, if Brady's gone, you know, how is Edelman feeling? Um, Gronk is already obviously gone. And I think this is a tough matchup. I, I, I do. I think Tennessee can, can play a, a, a brand of bully ball, pretty physical, that will push this Patriots team. Um, and we know that New England can't really play from behind. And Ryan Tannehill is fearless right now. And what they can do in play action, with you got to respect Derrick Henry in that run game, but this guy's yards per attempt, I mean, he's just bombing the ball all over the place. And, and the strength of New England is that secondary, and I think they'll be judicious about the shots they take. But I think they'll land a few shots. Um, you know, that's going to be a tough game. I think Houston and Buffalo is a coin flip. Um, I worry about Houston's health. You know, J.J. Watt's going to play, but can you set the edge with a torn pack? I mean, right. I, I don't know, man. You know, Will Fuller, if he, when he's not right, they're not right. Um, you know, we'll see. I think Minnesota has the potential to get crushed by the Saints. And, again, if that happens, I think there could be grave ramifications. Um, and can Carson Wentz keep, keep you know, <laughs> carrying a bunch of dudes off the practice squad? He might be able to, you know. Seattle's pretty beat up too, but I, I think that will be a fun game because there'll just be some street balling where anything you can do, I can do better between Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson. That that should be a lot of fun too. This is the first time, really. I mean, this is the playoff game for Wentz. We, you know, everything yeah, else was full. Yeah. No, and 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 look, you can say they only beat Washington and and Dallas and the Giants, and that's true, but literally they were signing guys off the street left and right and Wentz knew what he was up against and knew that he was going to have to play some hero ball if they were going to have a chance and run that, you know, I won't say run that gauntlet because again, the opposition wasn't good, but, but when, do what they had to do and they did it and crazy things have happened in Philadelphia in December and January in recent years um, so who knows uh, but I mean, with Ertz in the condition he's in and Lane Johnson in the condition he's in and the running backs, the state of that, and losing Brandon Brooks, the offensive line being beat up, it's not going to be easy. Um, and Seattle's been good on the road, and I don't think coming east bothers them that much. But we'll see. You know, I, 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 I didn't love Carson Wentz in November. In December, he, he made me and everybody else shut up. So good for him. So uh, have you been watching? Uh, lastly, I'll ask you this, Jason Lockenbord. Have you been watching? Just so you know, I've been watching, and Carver Hyde thinks I've lost my mind. He's very, very proud of me. But I've watched 
hundreds of uh, Premier, La Liga, and Bundesliga games over the last month and a half. Like, I've lost my mind. I literally, at one point, almost got on a plane and flew to London. I have watched every game. I've taped. I'm taping 15 to 20 games a week on the wow. TV. Dude, I've been watching bad, all of them. Dude. I've, I've been losing my mind on it. You got it way worse than me. I wish I could. I wish I could get away with it. I, I, I tend to be able to pay attention a whole lot more in the spring than I can right. in the fall and winter for obvious reasons. Um, no, good for you. So you've never been to a match? Like you've never been to a live match in I've, Europe anywhere? No, I have not. And I'm yeah, and I'm going to do that. No, you you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, I've been to matches in Spain and and England and Germany. It's been a long time. Um, but I saw Chelsea and Arsenal at Highbury in the fifth round of the FA Cup wow. 15 years ago, um, and it was one of the. And I've, I've look, I've covered World Cup finals, I've covered Olympics, right. I've covered Super Bowls, you name it. But just to be in that game as a fan, and my seats happened to be right where the chain link fence was that cut off the visitor supporters from the home supporters. It was something else. I watched a, a taped uh, game today of uh, it was it was Barcelona. And and I was just watching that, like just having Messi, uh, Griezmann, and uh, and this guy Suarez on on the same field yeah. at the same time. It is just abs, and they are they truly are remarkable. I, and I know Real Madrid's good and everything, but when I watched that, I taped the Barca game, and I was just sitting there going, "These dudes are phenomenal." I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Watching them play is just sickening. If you didn't watch Maradona in his prime, I would I would just urge you to just just go on. YouTube oh, I've seen it. I've seen all of the highlights. Like what him. he did in the '86 World Cup, and not just the hand of God. Right. I mean, that was the sideshow, but un, un, unbelievable stuff. And Johan Cruyff as well. If you're not right. if you're not too steeped in him, um, what he was doing with Ajax and the 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 Netherlands, and then even a little while. I mean, I saw him play for the Washington Diplomats when I was a pup. Um, <laughs> Pretty pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, the, the deeper you go back, man, it's it's, it's cool. Uh, it's I love a beautiful it. Game. It really. I, I gotta really tell is. you, I gotta tell you that like there's something about it where the American like I'm just gonna say it. The NFL. I went to the Steeler Jet game. I thought I was gonna have five birthdays. I was there so long, and then uh, and then in, the, in when I'm watching the Premier League or La Liga or whatever Bundesliga, it's 90 minutes. It's 45 minute halves. A 15 minute half. They run yeah. the commercials all at halftime, and the rest of the game is just nothing but flow. And I think American sports suck now, and I think soccer. <laughs> way better. I got to go. I love you. Right. Happy New Year. VAR sucks too, though. They don't have it all figured out. But yeah, we'll talk about that another time. All right, my man. I love you, right, Jason. Buddy. Be cool. All right. Uh, Jason Lockenfor of the NFL Today on CBS. They got the uh, Titans Patriots on CBS 815 on Saturday night. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right. The wild cards are Saturday and Sunday. Pharrell on the bench.com is on fire. We hit both of the uh, semifinals in the playoff. On Saturday, I went 8-0 and in bowl game bets. All of the picks go through the playoffs all the way to Miami. Pharrellonabench.com does it all. Pro and college hoops, hockey, boxing, MMA, best price, best picks, best return. Pharrellonabench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Carver, how bad was that last drive by Indiana's quarterback, Ramsey? My God, how bad were those throws? Our third and fourth down were just so pathetic. What was that? The third down was worse than the fourth down. It was awful. Who did he throw it to? His head coach? What was that pass on the sideline? How bad was that? He was just getting rid of that to play for fourth down. And then he had the guy on fourth down. He just didn't have enough oomph on the ball. He shorted him by three yards. Tennessee won it uh, 23-22. At least I hit him on the money line. But Indiana wasn't favored in that game, were they? Oh, Indiana was minus one and a half? 
I don't even remember. Oh, it was a straight pick'em? Oh, so I had I had Tennessee as a pick'em, right? So I hit both sides of it. There you go. So I, I wanted Indiana to win, but I bet against them. I, I, they should have won that game. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. They were up 22 to nine, for Christ's sakes. How do you blow that game? Oh my God, it was so pathetic. Made me sick to my stomach. You gotta be kidding me. I turn it off. I can't even, I, I, I don't wanna watch the post game. My God. Watching them just crumble. Oh my God, they were so close to their ninth win. My God, they had it. How do you blow that game, Carver High? 22 9, you're up. Awful job by them. I mean, it really is. They choked. You got to give credit to uh, Tennessee, though. Fair enough. All right, Rick Harris, our sports business and legal insider. He joins us every week on the bench to talk about sports business. Happy New Year, Rick. Hey, man, there's one thing worse than, uh, you know, being an Indiana fan. That, that's being at the game. So I, I'm here, and uh, <laughs> I decided, by the way, to check out. So I'm watching, you know, the last minute of it on TV. I, it's hard to believe. I'm not sure either quarterback, um, you know, gets the gets the medal today. Although I was talking to a friend, this this kid Gray looks like he's going to be a pretty good uh, keeper for Tennessee next year and the year after. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, like I said earlier, uh, I didn't know you were at the game, but they uh, that that Indiana was up 22 to nine, they blew it, and I thought that quarterback on that last drive, he threw two good passes, and then the last two he threw were so awful, I couldn't even bear to watch it. Yeah, the onside kick was was gutsy too. That was a that was a good thirty seconds there where he scored fourteen points in thirty seconds. Well, how do you not know that's coming and be ready well, for do. it? No, you do. That was just good execution. That's all. So, Unbelievable. So here's your top twenty uh, twenty for twenty. Uh, the year ahead happenings and predictions for the uh, busy sports business year uh, going on. One, the XFL is on its way as a serious competitor for professional football. You believe that? Well, here's why. It's because I don't think the expectations are as bad as people say. So, you know, Oliver Luck, Vince McMahon, the capital, uh, the idea that their expectations aren't great. They're going to stadiums like Audi Field, not FedEx Field. They're not going to blow the budget on players. They've got Fox. They've got ESPN. I don't think they're going to compete with the NFL, but they're certainly going to survive and run out of money uh, later than that old AAF that nobody even remembers. So uh, the Raiders, Chargers, and Rams will see new homes with the opening of Allegiant in Vegas and SoFi in Lipstick City. Yeah, $10 billion on the 300-acre footprint that will basically save the Chargers, probably, and you know push the Raiders. And a $2 billion stadium in Vegas, which will be really cool. So bottom line is at the end of the season, we're going to have three teams that have new stadiums to move forward on. Let's just see if the Chargers are up to the test. Uh, so 2020 has Tokyo Olympics. They're going to have karate, skateboarding, surfing, six new sports. Baseball, softball. Yeah, surfing will be cool. And so, you know, as you see, NBC's already raised a billion dollars. They've got new sports during the summer. I think it's going to be a really interesting story this year. By the way, no empty seats. Very few empty seats. Japan Airlines is going to basically give away 50,000 round-trip tickets so people can go to the games, uh, which is a brilliant move. So tell me about the uh, LPGA Tour event coming to Boca Raton in a few weeks uh, with the new partnership that they have. Yeah, it's a big deal. So 
Gamebridge is uh, moving an event. Uh, they were having an indie, but now it's going to be in Boca, Boca Raton, Boca Rio. They're having a, a $2 million purse, but it's a leadership summit as well. So Dan Towers, a friend who created Group 1001, is trying to use the LPGA to empower women, to empower girls, STEM, training. It's a big deal in 2020. And by the way, Palm Beach County will now have a senior, a regular PGA Tour, and LPGA tournament, the only county in the country to do that. So the uh, name, image, and likeness will dominate college sports conversations this year. Well, probably. You know, Emmert says that you need to have a template and a process. By the end of the year, he thinks he'll have one, but that doesn't mean he'll get a deal done because you've got to have all the Power Fives, all the other conferences. What are you going to do with secondary sports? What are you going to do with uh, women's sports? So you don't have an answer, but you just have a process. Cutter's still happening for the World Cup in 2022. They've even had some, um, you know, under, what is it, under 20 World Cup stuff going on there uh, already in Cutter. I've seen uh, a lot of y- uh, young guys playing soccer over there in a, in a quasi-World Cup setting uh, it recently in the last month or two. So it is happening. It is happening, but they got to figure out the alcohol issues. They've got to make rooms available for three million uh, incoming fans. Uh, they've got to link the H stadiums along a 46-mile path. So they got a lot of stuff they've got to finish. Luckily, they've got two more years to do it. Uh, a rugby World Series is coming to uh, Los Angeles? Yeah, HSBC's got a deal. I've got an event that we're kicking off in South Florida, then going to L.A., and it's going to be key to 50 years of the sports business, which is kind of cool. But the Rugby Sevens uh, National Champ- World Championship, last days of February and March, it's also important because Rugby Sevens are going to be a major event at the 2020 Tokyo Games. Rugby's really come a long way, and uh, HSBC sponsorship moves along even further. Uh, new CBAs for the WNBA and MLS on the horizon. On the horizon. Yeah, listen. MLS franchises now worth about $13 million, $313 million, 30% increase from 2017. So that's a big deal. And WNBA is trying to get a collective bargaining agreement done as well. So both of those sports need that, and I think they're going to get them. Uh, legal U.S. sports gambling continues to skyrocket. 11 states, 40 U.S. states, some predict, will have legalized gambling by the end of next year, which means that arenas – uh, mobile, uh, everything else, and you're going to be able to bet as part of of deals on television at the games themselves. A major story in 2020. And uh, baseball's new marijuana policy will uh, spark change in the NBA and NFL. Yeah, well, you realize that 82 percent of the teams in the four major sports leagues play in states or provinces where recreational or medical marijuana is legal. So. Baseball's taking the first step and saying, look, athletes are like ordinary people. Let's see if football and basketball follow suit. Uh, I want to go to Zion Williamson. He's about to start playing. That's going to affect the NBA market. Hey, I got my Zion Williamson-scented voodoo New Orleans candles. That's a big deal. He's on everything. He's on shirts. He's on hats. Now he's just got to play. The Athletic trying to become a billion-dollar sports media company. $400 $400 million uh, subscriber base north of $600,000. Uh, 
they could be valued as up over a billion dollars. And listen, they've got big-time writers. They're all digital. And this is a difference of how sports news is being carried. So, you know, good luck. Uh, tech wearables are going to be even bigger in pro sports, according to Tech Radar. $1.5 billion next year. Got glasses, virtual reality, uh, bifocals, sports viewing experience. I got a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, look for women in philanthropy to uh, give back to women in sports. Yeah. Problem is, you know, the money hasn't been there for them. But now 51% of personal wealth in the U.S. comes from women based on 2015 data, which means that over the next 20 years, college, sports teams, sponsorship, all of that leads the way. And uh, so we know eSports is skyrocketing as well, and baseball is going to have new uh, jersey sponsors. Robot umps are in the future. But let me ask you this question. In all reality, it's more important. I have 60 seconds, respectfully. Uh, Manny Diaz did a terrible job in Miami. How's that? Like, is that emphatic enough for you? They suck. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of shocking because I was waiting for the next line. So, yeah, but listen, here's I'm not apologizing at all, but last year when Mark Rick left, he was the savior. He was about to go to Temple, and he kept some of the continuity going. Right. The fact that they scored no points against Louisiana Tech uh, this year is the upper out because I'm starting to hear all over the country, how do you feel about Miami destined to go, you know, six and six uh, for the rest of their lives on a good year. And it just might happen. So you and I have to pray extra hard for the Hurricanes to break out of it this year. Oh, time. my God. How do you not score one point against Louisiana Tech? They have hit a new low. Honest to God, it's so embarrassing. It really is. They have. Uh, they Rick, have. Luckily, luckily, 2020, first week of September, is what, eight months away? I can't Yeah, wait. I'm just glad the season's over. I don't have to I keep puking when I watch them play. Uh, totally agree. Uh, it's embarrassing to be a Canes fan. I got to tell you, it makes me sick to my stomach. Rick, great stuff. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year, my friend. Talk to you next week. All right, Bye-bye. Rick Harrow on the bench. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.